What a show. What a way to go out with a bang for the last SmackDown inside the Thunderdome. To me, honestly, I wasn't expecting much, but they outdid themselves. We got a few uh, debuts, uh, a little twist and twirl due to injury. We'll talk about that in a second. And we got a big, big brawl at the end, but it was a good one. It wasn't one that didn't make sense or it wasn't like your typical contract signing or anything like that. That's one thing that I'm appreciative and happy about in regards to what happened on tonight's edition of SmackDown. Hot off of SmackDown. Right away, we're getting right into it. Welcome to Within the Ropes podcast. I'm your host, Brian Tronic. And, um... Yeah, man. Last SmackDown inside of the Thunderdome. Um, We got one more Thunderdome show that was taped. Monday Night Raw coming up um, this coming Monday. I don't think anyone really cares about that because the actual show has been crap. Um, But we like SmackDown. SmackDown has been a more consistent show even through all the inconsistencies smackdown has still been a consistent show um we got a little bit of everything tonight so let's go over it uh to start it off of course we had uh jimmy uso trying to charge into the big dog the tribal chiefs locker room office uh, uh condo whatever you want to call it, but Heyman stopped him and he he told him that uh, he'll have Roman's attention. Roman's going to go out there and he's going he's gonna to take care of some business, which he, which he kind of did. Um, segment from the beginning, I guess you could say, kind of felt a little weird. Um, I think we all were, uh, what's the word? Um, curious to see how this would turn out with, with Jimmy, you know what I mean? After the DUI arrest and everything like that, I'm, I'm sure we were all on the same page in regards to trying to figure out, like, what's going to happen with him? Like, who, you know, how is this going to pan out? Um, but he was there, and he was right back in his spot, right, same as always. Um, but Roman Reigns started off the show in guerrilla position, awaiting Paul Heyman uh, as they walked through the curtain to the ring in tribal chief fashion. Um, Roman Reigns would then say that um, there's a lot about last week that he didn't like. Um, and one thing he refuses to stand for is, you know, liars like Edge. He doesn't like liars. He said Edge claims he's in Reigns' head. Reigns says he's an honest man, so he can... He can he can say that maybe for 10 minutes there was a little bit of doubt when Edge had him in the crossface at WrestleMania he 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 uh he compared it to you know any fighter he told Paul Heyman ask Brock you know like of course when you're in there and there's a little like a you know little bit just 10 seconds maybe where you can have some fear and some doubt he said that fear motivated him to smash him and stack him. Of course, and then put it on a t-shirt. He 
said the only reason he was able to get him a few weeks ago is because he wasn't focused. He said he was distracted by family issues with his cousins and, and you know, focusing on Edge. Like, there's no way he could do that. He wasn't worried about Edge. He said, oh, I'm not thinking about you. Right? So then we, 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 we get to the important part. Roman's like, all right, you know, we're, we're done. I'm done with you. Let's, let's talk about, since we're on the topic of family, let's talk about family. And that's when we get uh, Jimmy Uso's music hits. He comes out and um, he said he did what he did last week for the family. And he said Roman Reigns was nowhere to be found. Now, Jimmy jokes that Reigns was on vacation. And Reigns got a little pissed. He's like, vacation? He said, now, <laughs> vacation. If anybody deserves a vacation, it's me. But he says he was busy doing Jimmy's job. And then the Usos music hits again. And here comes Jey Uso. And so, obviously, this is exactly what Roman Reigns is talking about. He was doing what he told Jimmy to do, which was find his brother, get his brother, and bring him back. So, here we are. Both Usos, Roman Reigns, in the middle of the ring. Jay comes in the ring, and he says that he's here for the family, not for any one of them. He tells Jimmy, he says, I got your back. I got your back, Us. And then a little bit of uh, reality thrown in there, as he as said, you know, no matter, no matter what, even through the hard times we're going through right now, always got your back. And he said we need to get back what we want and get back to doing what we set out to do, which was being the seven-time tag team champions. And Roman Reigns says that's, that's what needs to happen. And the way they will succeed is together. No one can touch them if they do it my way. Roman said, if you do it my way, nobody can touch us. And he extends his hands, his arms, and they bring it in, and, and all three of them share one big hug, and the family, the bloodline, is officially together. So that was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, the segment all together, in my opinion, really all, it was kind of awkward. It was kind of weird, but <clears throat> I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, backstage, though, uh, we get Corbin saying he's won the Money in the Bank ladder match once, and he'll do it again. He said he's going to turn his life around. Yeah, all right, Corbin. Um, before we get to that, though, I want to talk a little bit more about the Bloodline story and Roman and the Usos and how this came about and what this needs to look like going forward, in my opinion. I feel like the way that it came together was just natural, as natural as it could be. And I think they worked so well together, obviously, because, you know, they're family. When you're in there with somebody you know, whether, um, whether it's a family member or it's a you know, best friend, uh, i.e. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, or somebody that you've just known and worked with forever, you have you build a certain chemistry, right? And so I think that these three have been waiting for this moment for a long time, at least when, you know, at least when they were all, when they all pretty much got into the company at the same time, this is probably something that they've always wanted to do. Hell, maybe even before, maybe even long before that. 
before they all even got to WWE, right? But um, I think that the way that this needs to end, obviously, um, you know what? I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't even know how this should end. I got an idea of how I might want it to end, but I think it's too soon. It's too soon to talk about that. Let me backpedal. I don't want to give any, any ideas or any thoughts on how I think that this should end because, honestly, I think it's just getting started. We got SummerSlam right around the corner, which is supposed to be the biggest show WrestleMania-like, WrestleMania feel. It's supposed to be big. So, um, and, and like I said, I think this is just getting started. I don't think that the bloodline is going anywhere. So this is good. Bloodline need to get them tag team titles, though. We'll see about that. Uh, Corbin walks to the ring with no music, nothing at all, nothing at all. Big E comes out to do commentary. They've got like a little uh, a little beat set up or <laughs> a little uh, pedicure and a spa set up next to ringside. Um, so, yeah, you got Big E, you got Pat McAfee. Um, you got Nakamura and Rick Boogs, uh, shown in the earlier today, a little video package of them arriving, (laughs) arriving in, uh, Corbin's G wagon that was repossessed last week. So that was pretty cool. Um, but we get to the match money in the bank qualifier, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. In a snoozer, in my opinion, I, I, I'm kind of tired of seeing this combination, as I'm sure you guys are. Um, but Corbin attacked Nakamura during the entrance, uh, but Rick Boogs makes the save after um, Corbin had knocked Nakamura over. Uh, Corbin uh, working over Nakamura. Nakamura fires up, hits a running knee in the corner, sliding knee. Followed by that, uh, Corbin kicks out of a pin attempt by by, uh, Shinsuke. Corbin trips Nakamura and locks in a single leg crab. Uh, Nakamura gets to the ropes. Corbin hits a back suplex. Nakamura kicks out at two after a pin attempt. Corbin suplexes Nakamura on the announce table that doesn't even break. And Pat McAfee went, like, just completely running away, like, trying to make sure that he didn't get wrapped up in uh, anything that was going on on the outside. So, But uh, at the end of this match, of course, Nakamura wins, landing the Kinshasa for the 1-2-3. And Shinsuke Nakamura is a competitor in uh, the Money in the Bank match now, which, man, this is, this is a pretty stacked Money in the Bank ladder match. Um. After the match, Corbin, really sad, ringside, as always. Uh, we get a backstage segment, though, after that with uh, Jimmy and Jay. As Jimmy apologized to Jay for everything he said to him, Jay told Jimmy that it's all good. You know, they're, they're family, they're brothers. You know, they've been doing this since they were little kids. Um, Jay then asked Jimmy if they should handle Edge before Roman Reigns does. And then they look at each other like, hey, man, think about it. So they're already early on in the night plotting on edge, trying to do whatever they can do for the family, for Roman Reigns, for the tribal chief. Um, 
After that, we got Natalia and Tamina in the ring. As they said before they went to break, that there would be a tag team match. The tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina, would go up against two newcomers. And uh, so Natalia gets in the ring. They said they're taking on a team that they've never seen on SmackDown before, which is kind of odd because I could have swore we seen them a few years ago uh, when NXT invaded um, SmackDown, but whatever. I think it's weird that they didn't acknowledge that or say anything. Um, Tamina says they need to hurry up and get out here so they can get this over with, and all of a sudden, Shotzi's music hits. Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox ride down to the ring in Shotzi's tank, and they are announced as Shotzi and Knox. I don't really know how I feel about that. It's kind of weird. But, hey, I don't know why I didn't expect it in the first place. You get called up, you get a name change. That's just what happens sometimes. Um, Tegan Knox and Natalia traded submission holds. Um, that was a pretty good sequence. Shotzi Blackheart and Knox double-teamed Natalia. Shotzi gets a near fall after a pin attempt. Tamina breaks up the pin. Tamina and Natalia take turns working over Shotzi. You know, everybody in this match is getting a little action. Shotzi surprises Natalia with a ball pit. For the one, two, three, and then Shotzi and Tegan beat the tag team champions. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't I didn't think that you know, I mean it's listen, when when you come over from NXT over to Raw or SmackDown, you're more than likely gonna lose. And especially in a situation like this. Now I don't know if this was planned already or if this came at as a substitution or hey, we maybe we need to all right, Bailey's gone. She's going to be gone for a significant amount of time. Let's, you know, let's bring in as much women as we can to fill the void. Um, so I don't know, man, but I'm glad they won. It's a big win. I think newcomers like that should always win, even if it's against the tag team champions. I, I just think that they should win. Um, backstage, we get uh, Edge being interviewed. Edge says he wonders if Roman Reigns has a big enough set of jewels to come to the ring by himself later on in the night as Edge plans to call out the big dog, the tribal chief. Um, after that, we get an in-ring segment with Sonya Deville getting ready to introduce um, the replacement for Bailey at Money in the Bank. She announces and says that Bailey unfortunately suffered an injury that will keep her out of action for the next nine months. She shows a video of Bailey complaining that no one really cares that she's hurt. She said her injury is all the WWE universe's fault. Bailey doesn't care who they put in her place because they're not as good as her. She ended it with that. Sonya Deville will then go on and says that they have to figure out what to do with Bianca Belair's title defense. And so Belair will no longer be defending the title at Money in the Bank. Instead, she'll defend the title next week on SmackDown in front of a live crowd in Houston, Texas. Uh, and then she drops the bombshell that Belair will be defending against Carmella. At that point, Carmella music hits. She joins Sonya in the ring. Carmella reminds us that she is the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Um, and as she begins to go on and on and on, Liv Morgan's music hits and she walks out. And starts to complain that she wasn't putting the money in the bank match or the 
women's championship match. She gets in Sonya Deville's face after a little brief back and forth uh, between her and and uh, Carmella. She gets in Sonya's face. Um, and she she's just complaining. She's like, "Yo, like, how come it's not fair? I feel a little favoritism going on here." Sonya Deville gets upset and she says, "Enough." She tells Morgan to shut up. She's like, "If you would have just shut up and kept your mouth shut and let me finish saying what I was saying." then you would know that, yeah, she made Carmella the replacement for Bailey, but she you know, she also needed a replacement for Carmella in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And then she tells Liv Morgan that it's her. And then Liv Morgan obviously is ecstatic and you know very happy about that. She tells her, get the hell out of my ring before she changes her mind. <laughs> Liv Morgan goes, got it. And then she turns to Carmella and she says, I hope you win. I hope you win that title so that when I win money in the bank, I'm going to cash in against you. So as she's leaving, Bianca Belair walks out to the stage. Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair have a stare down. Obviously, Morgan pointing to the money in the bank briefcase. The two smile. Liv Morgan leaves. Then Bianca Belair turns her focus to Carmella. She says she doesn't know if Bailey is really hurt, but she respects her competitive energy. When Bailey is ready, Bianca's going to be waiting for her. Bianca then says she'll deal with Carmella next week. I don't know if anybody's excited for this match. Um, I think it'll be a big uh, match for, you know, I, I guess in terms of crowd reaction, we all know that they're going to boo Carmella and cheer Bianca Belair. So I don't know. I don't know if if anybody's going to be interested in the match itself, but I'm sure it'll be a good moment for Bianca, a cool moment for Carmella to finally get some real heat. Of course, calling herself what is she? What the most fucking most beautiful woman in all of WWE? Um, we get a backstage segment with Heyman. He tells Reigns that you know we got a problem. He says Edge. Has questioned your manhood. And Roman Reigns didn't seem to be too excited or happy about that. As I, I mean, I wouldn't be happy about that either. Um, The next match we get, Money in the Bank qualifying match, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. And this was a good one, even though we've seen this one a few times already. Um, We got a little bit of everything in here. We got a... some swings. I believe we missed the Cesaro swing. They cut the commercial break. Cesaro swings. Um, backbreakers, crossbody. There was this one. Uh, Cesaro went for like the springboard uppercut, and Seth Rollins had kind of uh, did like a turnaround uh, forearm to Cesaro. That was a good move. Um, uh, we got a, the exposed turnbuckle spot where Seth Rollins was holding on to the turnbuckle pad. Cesaro had pulled Rollins away from the uh, the corner, rips it off, and later on in the match, uh, Cesaro gets hit right on the exposed turnbuckle and busts his head open. We get a ripcord elbow by Seth Rollins. Cesaro falls out of the ring. Rollins sends Cesaro right into the barricade and the announce desk. And at this point, Cesaro's almost counted out, and Rollins almost gets the victory like a little slithering snake he is. But, hey, it is what it is. A win is a win, right? Cesaro almost gets counted out, but is able to get back in the ring. 
Eventually, Rollins hits a stomp, and then he picks up the victory over Cesaro, and he is going to Money in the Bank. And I'm pretty happy about that because I know Seth Rollins. I mean, it's a little weird. It's a little bittersweet because it's like I want Cesaro to kind of be in that spotlight, to kind of be, you know, their first pay-per-view with fans, him have that moment. But I know Seth has to be in there. Somehow, some way, I don't know if he's going to win it. I highly doubt he's going to win it. But if he doesn't, I know that he's going to come back with some type of reason as to, you know, why he got screwed out of an opportunity. He shouldn't have been in the money in the bank ladder match in the first place. It should have been him versus uh, um, Roman at money in the bank for the title. Blah, 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 blah. Um, But anyways, we get a backstage segment with Jimmy trying to barge in the edge of his locker room with Jay. They stop right in front of the door, and just as Jimmy tries to, or just as Jimmy puts his hand up, getting ready to knock on the door, Jay stops him and tells him to wait for Edge to come out. He said, what are you trying to do, man? We're supposed to wait for him to come out. And so uh, they stand there and they wait. They finally said, forget it. They get frustrated. They storm in, and Edge isn't there. It wasn't until uh, Seth Rollins was backstage gloating about his win uh, making his way into the Money in the Bank ladder match. wasn't until then that we finally saw Edge as he crept up right behind Seth Rollins. He says that Rollins is soft. Edge then says he's going to go do something that Rollins would never do, and that's call out Roman Reigns. And at this point, we get to the main event segment, the ending segment, what we all... We're waiting on pretty much for the entire show. Edge comes out. He says he doesn't care how many minions Roman Reigns has. Edge had exposed the cracks in the table. Edge says that he's going to choke out anyone who gets in his way. Backstage, we see Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, Paul Heyman watching. Edge said he's going to take the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank. It's real simple. He says he's calling him out right now. He calls Roman Reigns out. Backstage, Roman Reigns tells the Uso, stay in the back. He says, I got this. I'm going to go handle this by myself. So then they get to him and Paul Heyman leave the locker room. They get to Gorilla, and then he looks over to Paul Heyman, and he gives him the championship, and he says, just hold this for me. Roman Reigns walks out. And at this point, I'm like, all right, there's no way that the Usos aren't going to be involved here, right? So, of course, he walks down the ramp, and then all of a sudden they show Jimmy and Jey Uso backstage saying, all right, let's go out there. Their music hits. Roman Reigns looks annoyed at that point. Reigns then tells Jimmy and Jay he's going to handle this on his own. At that point, Reigns gets in the ring. Uh, him and Edge exchange blows after a brief stare down. Edge then backs Reigns into a corner, and then all of a sudden, just as the Usos were going to go up on the apron, try to get into the ring to help Roman Reigns. Ray and Dominic's music hit, and they're attacked from behind with chairs as Jay and Jimmy look towards the stage, but then uh, Ray and Dominic, they come from the other side of the ring, obviously, slide in, hit them with chairs, and now we got a good old-fashioned brawl, but not just any brawl. It means something. Obviously, Dominic and Rey Mysterio have a bone to pick with Roman Reigns, 
But, you know, they also are taking it serious and taking it personal when the Usos are talking about becoming SmackDown Tag Team Champions yet again. They don't like that. Edge drops Roman Reigns with a DDT. Edge then calls for a spear, but then Jay holds on to Edge's leg. Jimmy then super kicks Edge. Dominic hits a double 619 after Rey Mysterio gets both Jimmy and Jay down uh, on the middle rope. Dominic hits a double 619. And then Edge spears Jay. Edge then breaks a chair, another chair, and here we go again. Now he's got Jay Uso this time. Couldn't, couldn't leave Jay out, right? Got to have them all. Edge uh, breaks a chair. Edge tells Ray to hold Jay. Edge puts Jay in the crossface using the broken chair. What is it, a chair leg, a chair piece? Is it a, is it a leg rest? What is it? I don't even know what that part of the chair is called. Um, at this point, Roman Reigns is on the stage watching, as he always does, has his family. It's supposed to be family, right? But, hey, he's the fucking big dog, so he can do whatever he wants. I'm not questioning it. Um, but uh, as Roman Reigns is looking on, Jay screams in pain. Edge is yelling at Roman Reigns to come save your cousin. Come save him. Roman Reigns doesn't even budge. He just stands there. Doesn't even think twice about going back down there helping him. They run like a quick uh, replay of what all just happened. And during the replay, Dominic and Ray seem to have gotten Jimmy now. And they put him in the ring. And then Edge puts Jimmy in the crossface again using the little chair piece. And then Edge goes back and forth between Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy and Jay, with the help of Rand Dominic. Now, if this turns into a six-man tag, then hell fucking yeah. I'm all for this, especially next week on SmackDown. Can you imagine SmackDown women's, tag, or SmackDown women's title on the line, Bianca Belair, Carmella, six-man tag, the Bloodline, Usos, Roman Reigns going up against Ray and Dominic Mysterio and Edge. I think it's appropriate. I think it's what's best for business. I think that's a great way to start having fans back in the WWE. But that's how SmackDown ended. A lot of, uh, a lot of good things happened. Not... I mean, I don't think there was any bad things happening. Oh, we uh, Tony Storm is coming to SmackDown. Yes, that's right. Tony Storm. I believe I missed that. Tony Storm is coming to SmackDown. Um, they ran a little vignette uh, during one of the breaks to one of the matches, and she is on her way to SmackDown, which seems like, damn, okay, so they, they put Shotzi and Knox. Um, they're bringing up Tony Storm. Zelina Vega came back last week. I would say that that's a that's a good recoup or or or, or a good recover from Bailey going down. I mean, I don't know. I mean, someone's got to step up, especially now with fans. And it's so unfortunate that Bailey is not going to be able to for at least the next nine months going to be able to be in front of fans like that. I mean, hold on, let's count the months. Like, let's really count the months. That's July. August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, 
damn, she's going to be gone. She might miss WrestleMania. Nah, she's probably going to miss WrestleMania. That sucks, man. Speedy recovery to Bailey. Um, welcome to SmackDown, Shotzi and Knox. Don't like that name, but whatever. Um, and hopefully we get Tony Storm soon. It would be cool if Tony Storm debuted um, sometime not too close to SummerSlam, but before. I think, obviously, before SummerSlam, you want to get her in there. Um, then there's speculation of Becky Lynch. I don't know, man. I don't know what the WWE is going to look like here in the next month or so and how these stories are going to unfold and how a lot of these stories are going to be, you know, paid off. I'm not too sure, but tonight's episode of SmackDown, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was good. Um, At least one out of the two qualifying matches were good. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Cesaro was busted open. I think I did. It was busted open by the exposed um, turnbuckle. So that was cool. Um, Yeah, man. One week from this Sunday. So that would be next Sunday is Money in the Bank. So that's cool. Um, I'm a little behind on my reviews. I wanted to knock this SmackDown one out so I can kind of get back on track. But I will be reviewing 205 Live. They got some cool qualifying matches going on over there for the NXT breakout tournament matches. Um, And I'm also going to still be doing NXT UK and Impact Wrestling. Just a little quick, short reviews. um, Just talking about it, giving my take, giving my opinion on things that happen on both of those shows. But I'll probably package those up into one episode. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you guys follow me on all social media platforms at Within the Ropes. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Um, I am on more podcast platforms, I guess you could say. Um, you can search me up on Podbean, Podbay. Um, what's the other one? Player FM. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to get everywhere. I'm trying to get everywhere. Go everywhere so any and everybody can listen to Within the Ropes. Got some more things coming, and it's going to be great. We're going to do more reviews, more reviews, more reviews, and more reviews. Um, And then possibly go hard and amp things up as it gets close to um, SummerSlam. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for SmackDown's review. Um. I'm going to go ahead and end this. You know what? I haven't said this in a while, so I might as well say it now. Charlotte Flair is still. And I honestly thought that, hey, Bailey's out. Charlotte's going to have to carry this company on her fucking back now. Like she always does. But that's not the case. Charlotte doesn't have to come over to Fridays. You're lucky because I don't know if she'd be happy about that. uh, Having a freaking hold up the women's division like she's done in the past and like she continues to do even if she only works on Mondays. Charlotte Flair is still the greatest in-ring women's performer in the world and she will become 14-time women's champion at Money in the Bank after she defeats Rhea Rampling.
But that's it. That's all I got. Uh, everyone have a good evening. Uh, stay tuned for the other reviews that I got coming up. And again, follow me on the socials. Follow me at Within the Ropes, at Within the Ropes, at Within the Ropes. Follow, 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 follow. Facebook.com backslash Within the Ropes podcast. Go like and share and do all that shit over there too. All right, I'm out. Have a good night.